every team is different when you buy a hotel. So it's like, where, what can you go learn from it? I always tell two years, one mark, one mark, listen, when you go there, what is the team has to say and work with them and you know, you'll be successful. And so that's been our strategy, listening to a local level team, what they're saying is what they're challenging is. And if you can be a good resource to be part of their challenges, I think that's your strategy to be success. Did you say the word resort? Yes. We're going to the resort world now? Tell me about that. Mehul Patel, CEO, Newcrest Image. How are you, my friend? Thanks for joining. Good. Thank you for having me, Tig. It's been a year probably since we did it last time. So I'm really I know. Today. You're, the, you're in the official two-time club. So congratulations. My honor to be part of this show with you. <laughs> yeah, privilege and honor is all mine. So for those of you who want to know who Mehul is, pause here and go back and listen to our conversation from a year ago. Uh, and you can learn all about how he got to where he is today. What are we today? We're going to talk about 2024, maybe a little bit of 2023, but I need to know what Mayhul's goals and aspirations and uh, New Year's resolutions are to accomplish in 2024. Um, uh, before we dive in, by the way, congratulations. I read an article recently uh, and I, I knew you're crushing it and the unofficial celebrity in our space, but I didn't realize since you started 2014, you've done 283 transactions, bought and sold 283 hotels. That's astonishing. Yeah, it's been a quite a journey in a lodging space. So when you love your space so much, we love this hotel industry so much that you just not get you you just get never enough of doing your deals, right? And I often tell everybody that. My waking up early morning is the best thing is about I get to work on something fun and which is buying and selling. That's what I do for a living. Obviously, in between, we create a lot of memories for our guests, our investor, our uh, bank partners, our real estate professionals. So it's a quite a journey what happened in between what we do out there, right? Whether we go to a conference, we meet a bunch of dinners and talk to one another, catch up on family. And along the way, you get to do 283 deals. Uh, that's what I call it a good professional, I would say. So does that mean you've made it now? Like you can retire and just kick back and let it all come to you? I think 2023, I just said, uh, I think my favorite tagline is the journey continues. So I kind of said, I just started. I haven't even finished it. So I kind of said, this is just a I'm just getting warm up. I just get it started. That's what happened 2023. So it's been a quite a journey. And, you know, it's like you look back and say, what would I do? How would I do it? And how is the industry shaping up? And, you know, I think COVID has taught us all of us a lesson that we're so blessed to be alive. That's the first thing I would say. Beside rest is all history. And I kind of said, wake up every morning and just give your best and you'll be okay with it. And when we look at doctor profession, they go to every morning to hospital to do a surgery. And they wear the same thing that every surgery I do, every patient come out better well-being and they live their life once they do surgery and that's their profession. So I look at our profession, same thing, just wake up every morning, go to office, do your best part on it and everything would be okay with it. And that's how 283 happened. 
I hope doctors are more important than we are. I don't know they why. They're the most important uh, human being in this world, I would say, because what they do, it's amazing, right? They save life and a lot of complication that they go through. And when you look at them, who they and they do it repeat every hour they have surgery. It's not like they do one a day and they go home, right? They're like back to back a couple of times. They have maybe six surgery a day. So when you just talk about what they go through and what we go through, I think we're we're in a very fascinating industry that we we're in people business, we're in transaction business. So I love what we do on it, and that's what I look up to every morning when I come to office. Well, how, to that point, you're a leader. How many lives are you touching on a daily basis? And let's not do guests yet. Let's just how many how many employees in Newcrest Image, right? Even at the home office. Oh, by the way, in the all the hotels, like you're touching thousands of lives on a daily basis. Yes, we do. And, and, you know, that's been a part on it. But look, end of the day, 2023 was a fantastic year for us. And we'll continue to add to our journey is like, okay, we love what we do. We enjoy what we buy and sell. And I don't know what else could I be doing beside that. Well, you're good at it. So keep doing it. So how many hotels, what'd you do in 2023? My, I've got a number. How many hotels did you, in your number that you bought and sold last year? We bought, I think total we bought like 93. Uh, out of them, we probably sold 70. And then prior year we bought some. So any given time today, we have about 48 hotels that we own and operate today. Yeah. And it's been uh, kind of a managing inventory. We buy a bunch of stuff and we sell what we feel like. Uh, it's not for us. It's maybe goes to the next guy. And so we can continue to rebuild our portfolio that we liked on it and selective state, selective brand size, everything. So it's been a really quite a journey that you get to build a portfolio. Uh, a lot of people buy one at a time and build portfolio where I have done reverse. I bought big stuff and then kind of did the opposite math and build a portfolio in that man's on it. So it still worked for us. So it's a, it's a quite an interesting uh, way of putting that. No, we bought a portfolio and then we sold what we didn't like and we kept rest of it and we keep building portfolio of that. So it's a really reinventing ourselves after all these years, right? You're uh, one, you're cheating because you're doing portfolios. I agree at a time who can buy 93 or however many bought uh, at a time. But I'm curious, how are you deciding which ones to keep and which ones to get rid of? I think it's barely driven by Mac <clears throat> market and the brands we like. Uh, we're kind of managing extended uh, extended state portfolio, the location, those states we want to be. I've, you know, everybody talks about Sunbelt. Okay, Sunbelt is default kind of. Everybody wants Sunbelt. Okay, I'm kind of saying, okay, let's go to tier two, tier three, and we could be successful there. It doesn't have to be Sunbelt. So, you know, everyone is successful in the U.S., so it doesn't have to be Sunbelt. So we're kind of picking coast to coast. And, you know, we're, we the fun asset, we bought one in Atlantic City. Uh, we bought a Days Inn, and we're converting into a tribute. So it's like, okay, we're looking for something. And that was one-off transaction. And so we have done some crazy stuff that people would say, oh, I didn't thought about that. You could do a Days Inn to a tribute portfolio. It's on right on the boardwalk beach. Uh, came with 20,000 square feet. So we're doing some unique stuff that I wouldn't have thought about that we would be doing it. Are you still developing? We do. We have six hotels under construction today. Okay. That doesn't sound like a lot for you. Are you going to keep those? Are those longer term? I'm just trying to get in your head on development. Are those longer term or are you going to build them and sell them? 
we are just building a portfolio. So I think we have 48 today. We'll buy more. And I think now the strategies repackage those portfolio, select service, limited service, and you know, whatever come you want. If you want newer assets, I have a portfolio for that. If you want older vintage, I have a portfolio for that. So I'm kind of have our own little shop that can give you what you want, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, you're the definition of don't fall in love with your real estate. Yeah, I mean, you you love the asset, but then you don't have to really hate them also. You could say, okay, you could have them. And so, you know, when the right time is there. So it's uh, I don't have a love-hate relationship. I just have a love relationship where I'm buying it. And if so, if someone come along the line, uh, you know, while say, hey, are you a seller? Of course, we're a seller any given day. How much of your strategy do you think is timing? And part of why I say this, I still give you all the credit. I think you timed it, whether you meant to or not. You timed the market really, really, really well. Like you were one of the first sellers. I'm going to 2015, 2016, like before that was cool. And you sold sort of the portfolio. I'm going to make it up to Blackstone, Starwood, one of those. Uh, Starwood sold the portfolio. And then you took that money and recycled it and built another portfolio. And then you and then you did it again in 22 or whatever year it was, 21. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you did it again. And so is that part my question is, is that part of the strategy? Like, hey, when the when the big guys aren't there, we're going to be buying and and growing and growing. And then when the big boys show back up, then here you go. You can have it. We did a bunch of work. and We put it together for you. I yeah, I think that right. No, no, you said it very well. I think our strategy has been there is no concrete strategy we build. We just kind of saying, what do we love? We'll just keep doing it. And along the way, strategy come up. It's maybe somebody's strategy that fit into our strategy. Somebody's like, I want to buy something. We're like, I think we do have something we can sell you. Or we kind of said, okay, we're building something. We could sell you that also. So I think we have only always serve our own purposes on a real estate that you love and continue to do a better job at it. Once you buy something, make it better than what you bought it for it. That's why you're buying something. So we kind of focus more on laser Buying is the passion that I have, but more uh, more important is what do we do after that? The day we buy. So normally what happens is when we go under contract, our asset management team is really thinking about changing the whole process. The day we buy, all the changes should happen with the management company. So we're working behind the scene that 60, 90 days to change the entire property. So the day we take over, we should be able to drop three to five GOP. That's the, that's the objective. That's the reason we buy portfolio. To say, if you buy portfolio, if you cannot bring efficiency, then why are you buying it? So the goal is to how do we trim the GOP the day you buy? Not you buy six months, 12 months. Life is too short for that. That's what allows us to do or something really good at it. What the core expertise we have built over the years, right? It, it I mean, it didn't happen overnight, but we learn along the way by buying 283 and selling it. So I'm sure we kind of learn a lot from buying and selling those transactions. I'm curious. I, it's 2024, right? New year. So I, I'm looking at you. What are our personal business uh, goals and aspirations for 2024? What do you want to accomplish? When this year's over, what do you want to say you got done? Uh, I think 2022 was phenomenal year selling it. 2023 was a big acquisition year. We sold a lot. 2024, uh, the game is getting bigger and bigger. So big expectation this year. I kind of said, okay, would like to work on much bigger transaction than what I worked on 23, right? End of the day, we never look back. We kind of said, 
forward is what we buy for it, not backward what happened. So I think we're ready for a much larger portfolio deal. We hope that, you know, last year, you know, when I spoke with you, I'd say, I'd love to buy 100. We kind of got much closer to 93. Not bad. Kind of hit there. Uh, I think this year it's a similar goal uh, that we want to hit high marks on it. And so we hope to achieve anywhere between, you know, I would call 50 to 100 hotel, uh, larger size portfolio in dollar wise, because every year the dollar size get larger and larger. So sometimes it's not about 100 hotel or 50 hotel, it's about how many volume also did you create it. And so the dollar size last year, we deployed $700 million. I think this this year that number would exit definitely for sure. Yeah, that that was my, I was going to ask that. So same question, different way. You think it'd be harder or easier this year? I'm guessing you think it'd be easier this year. I think the deploying capital, it's always a harder. It's because you have to look at a lot of stuff and are you buying the right asset? Now, we have no issues deploying capital on our own. Like, you know, this year we plan on billion dollar. We could say we could handle billion dollar debt and equity. That's what appetite we have it. Uh, based on what we did last year. And now the opportunity is where do we focus on it, right? You could buy one deal at a time, 50 of them, or do you buy two 25 hotel portfolio? That's where the time and effort goes in. Well, and you're, so I'm cutting you off, sorry, but you're you're unique in that matter. One, congratulations that you've gotten there, that you need to do portfolios, right? Because the one ones you twos is sort of aren't worth your time anymore. Um, but that's not that's not the typical person in our industry. They're gonna, they're happy to buy one you if they get a couple bought in a year that's a great year you, yeah. just, you just said 93 and 700 million so i think you're in a different world Which yeah end of the day we're competing with everybody in a, in a single transaction or portfolio we're kind of like i said who would say i bought a days in last year i'm very proud to say i bought a days in but converting into a tribute okay it's it's a it's a both sides of the equation so we we tend to go from anywhere, any space, and we'll, we know where to take that property, right? So that's a vision we carry on it. So we have no boundaries, I would say. Our investment page is very open wide. You could say full service, we'll look at it. You could say Motel 6, like you sold me nine of them. Okay, we'll buy Motel 6 too. So we kind of have open window of investment white paper. We write our own plan on it. We just need to asset show us a portfolio and we'll figure out what we do with it and so that's kind of passion i think this year we're going to focus a little bit more on the resort side this year our focus is also more on full service side because everybody's scared of full service and we kind of have thought about it we could crack the code on full service how to reinvent that full service space so everybody has sigh away from planning with full service we're like okay bring it on we're ready for full service now because Every day there is asset out there, but someone has to figure out what can you do with it. Agreed. And and if I can chime in, give my two cents. So we're as busy as ever. Okay. Our, we're getting ready for Alice, right? And our Alice book is arguably as full as it's ever been. Our pipeline is as full as it's ever been. Oh, by the way, I could dive into that. But oh, by the way, full service. We have more full service sort of assets that are on the market i don't and, and those that's where the value is today so it's to you contrarian thinking yeah let's go in there and buy those at the right price and fix them up and spend the money and reposition them management uh improve them and then you can sell them so i i think you're spot on to where the opportunities are going to be 
not saying that's for everybody because that's not an easy thing to do. It's really not the big full service. That was the reason why everybody ran to limited service. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. But look, what we do, Newcrest Team Edge is not for everybody. We have kind of uh, figure out our own strategy and that's what works for us. Kind of work for every strategy work for us. Like Motel 6 worked for us. We could do full service. We could buy portfolio. And so we have figured out it, it's the time and effort we put into a portfolio. And it's just that our team really gets roll up their sleeve and really figure out, you know, peel the onion to say, okay, this is how we need to do it. This is what we should do. And really, you know, figure out something. We There is no secret playbook on any investment side, all right? Once you get in, every market is different. Every hotel is different. Every team is different when you buy a hotel. So it's like, where? what can you go learn from it? I always tell two years, one mark, one mark. Listen when you go there. What is the team has to say and work with them? And, you know, you'll be successful. And so that's been our strategy. Listening to a local level team, what they're saying is, what their challenging is. And if you can be a good resource to be part of their challenges. I think that's your strategy to be success. Did you say the word resort? Yes. We're going to the resort world now? Tell me about that. We would love to, you know, get into a resort space. And, you know, many times you talk about there are great full service hotel. People haven't thought about converting them to a resort. So we feel like you could take a big full service resort and really convert them to an entertainment space, staycation, uh, maybe a resort arena. And so that's where we focus. Sometimes, you know, you have a good location, you could do uh, leisure activity and really convert that to a resort. And you could take away a lot of keys on it. Sometimes you don't need all the keys on it. So now it's like in a full service hotel, you could really create a, you know, how Airbnb customer, they want a house to live in on it. Okay, full service can accommodate that house, four bedroom, convert to a small, out call it presidential suites, bunch of them and say, okay, this is your home, full kitchen, at, cook your own stuff, enjoy it in there. So I think you have to start changing some dynamics in full service, uh, you know, space on it, because what full service stands for it, it, it's not what it needs to be today. It needs to be changed something on it, right? Throw in a water park on the backyard, throw in some spa, do something different. Doesn't have to be a resort, right? End of the day, you could create something, hybrid resort, hybrid full service, whatever you call it. And there is a demand for that. And so we feel like that's a way to reinvent the full service space. I think that's fascinating, actually. You know, it's not the first time we've had to reinvent the reimagine the full service space. But um, I think you can do it. I mean, sounds like a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. But I think you could be very successful with that because you're going to buy them cheap. What are you going to buy? 50000 a key or something for the right ones? Um, you may have to spend twice that to bring it up to what you want to do. But Yeah, but it's below replacement cost today. Right. If you were to do something like that, it's probably half a million dollar room. And right. time, this is better if, if you're just reimagining what, what can you do with it. Obviously, there's a lot of work on it. But today... There is so many creative consultants that you could bring it on and really put together a team to execute a flawless, any business plan that you want to put together, bring in a good F&B outlet team, uh, you know, Michelin star restaurant. There's so much you could do on it. You just got to have a right uh, vision for that box and you could do it. Could you do 10 of them? No, you could do three to five uh, in 24 months. So that's what our strategy is. Okay, we're going to handpick 
the right one. And if you are successful, we'll kind of deploy that as our business plan moving forward. Do you think you can do that in 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 a lot of markets or only a few markets? You could do a lot of markets because like if you look at it in Texas, I could do it in DFW, one or two location. I could do it in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, uh, maybe a couple more uh, other regional, East Texas, West Texas. So in Texas, I thought about we could do six or seven just in state of Texas. You could go do one in Arkansas, maybe Louisiana, you could do one. So, you know, when you talk about if you have appetite to do like Portland is one perfect, you could go do one only in Portland. I, I wouldn't do more than one, but at least Portland could at least afford to have one, you know, kind of a hybrid resort, In you know, in my opinion. That's great. Let's take a shot at the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of crazy projects in, in uh, Texas, you're doing what's your project in downtown Dallas? We're working on a luxury five-star hotel. Uh, I think that's what I shared with you. I'm not ready to unveil the name yet, but it's going to be a five-star luxury projects. And we hope to break ground uh, Q2, end of Q2 or beginning of Q3. It's been a major, uh, major uh, projects for our company. And so it's been a uh, taking a lot of time, but our team is really hard at it, working at it to make sure that it meets the future traveler who wants to see that luxury travel, right? And luxury has its own definition. So we're kind of saying, what does Texas look like from luxury standpoint of it? If we had the opportunity to do it right. Are, are you glad you're doing it? I mean, did you, in hindsight, you bit off more than you could chew or are you learning a lot and you're glad you're doing it? You do it again? Like, I think we're learning a lot, but people are challenging. Do we know luxury? We said, okay, what is the definition of luxury? Everyone has different, right? Today you look at, Four season, world off, Ritz and sandwiches. They have a standard of luxury. But then you go step away, Montage, One Hotel, Penry, Proper, bunch of other names out there. You kind of go say, wow, or Soho, or you know, Aman. You you talk about everybody has their definition version of it. And I kind of said, we have learned our own definition of luxury and we want to reinvent that space, what it looks like, right? We 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 respect all the brands, what they have, what their ethos standpoint, but the consumer wants something different also, right? Time to time, every five, 10 years, everyone taste has changed and what their needs and wants are different. So how do you breach that gap over the years? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just fascinated. You're into, you're into economy, you're into luxury. Now you're talking heavy lift, resort, rebranding, full service and I'm development. Not- I mean, we just went down the middle, down the middle, franchise, limited service. Well, our core expertise started with development, so you cannot get out of that. I mean, you still have to build. That's where you create, you know, your kind of bread and butter kind of situation. But end of the day, all this other stuff, what I call it is fun projects that you challenge yourself to say, what can, what are we going to do something different, right? If, you know, I'm, I'm coming back to the days in project in Atlantic City. Okay, it's a days in six story boardwalk. Okay, it should be a nice independent tribute collection, and we're going to have fun with it. I guess that's where we are. Uh, speaking of crazy projects, how's how about the the bank, the financing business that we're starting? How's that going? It's been a phenomenal. Our bank has it's been a year for now. We bought it when it was fifty five million dollar. Today, our bank has grown to five hundred million dollar. So uh, it has grown like crazy and we probably did $300 million hotel loans. And many of our colleagues whose CMBS loan has matured, 
we stepped up to help them. There are people who are in bankruptcy. We stepped up to help them because we know what hotel is. That's our sweet spot. And so we have grown $500 million in just last 30 days. We probably have another $70 million loan request in just in a hotel space. So wow. we love the space on it. And we have a debt fund, which we're not publicly marketing like Peachtree does, but we have another $400 million debt fund that we have helped fund a lot of the guys who bought on 10X, who, who were buying something they couldn't finance with their bank or their bank pulled off. So a lot of the stuff we finance through our debt fund. So our, you know, bank side, it's a probably $500 million bank, $400 million debt fund. So it's been a, it's been a really good uh, business for our company. All right. This is fascinating. I love this. Give me the compare and contrast the the bank, right? Regulated versus a debt fund, not regulated. It's just like a uh, debt fund. You don't have to report to anywhere. You don't have to say anything. You just say, Hey guy, if you can make a loan payment, I'll loan you money. Bank, <laughs> it's like I want to know you everything. I gotta know everything, and I, then you gotta follow all the rules and regulation. By the time you look at rules and regulation, you have to tell the guy, I probably cannot loan you money because you don't meet half the criteria or whatever. It's just so much silly how our government has look. The banking sector has its own issues, but there's so much regulation that they have, that they have created that makes the bank life miserable to loan money. And we met with our regulator and given them who we are. We're hotelier diehard. And if there is one space we understand is hotel. So we said, allow us to really help our fellow hotelier. Allow us to deploy the capital because obviously it's good for banking, but it shows strengthening the banking industry that, okay, if bank isn't going to loan money, who's going to loan money? End of the day, our job is to loan money to a customer who's needy enough, right? Whether you loan a hotel or C-store or office or whatever you like it, right? End of the day, our expertise in hotels. So we're kind of saying, hey, we're going to double down, triple down in the hotel space. And we work with our regulator and really educate them. Why are we doing these deals, right? End of the day, CMBS, note maturity, refinance, acquisition, we're there for them. Because many of the bank are like, hey, we're getting off the hotel space. Not sure why they're getting up the hotel space, because that's the only relevant space, in my opinion, right? Everybody's talking about office issues, multifamily. Okay, retail wasn't in the talked about it, uh, you know, raw land. Okay, what else left after that? Industrial, we don't understand industrial. And so, we you know, when you talk about it, there's only five, six areas where you can invest money, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, we we had a very good run at our bank and zero, you know, zero failure. We have a good customer base. And we love that space. And we're going to grow a bank like anything. Every year, we're growing $100, $200 million. Yeah. What do you think you do this year in the bank and the debt fund? We could do more, but we're staying within the regulatory requirement, which is 20% growth on it. So that's that's kind of our ammo is we'll, we'll stay in our swim lane and keep our regulator happy. But what doesn't fit on the bank side, we take it to the debt fund side. And the debt fund grows 50% a year. Yeah, that's going to keep growing. Yeah. I mean, you need, we need, we need more lending, right? There's less lending. So there's more space, there's more opportunity and you're the right guy to step in. Yeah. And look, we partner with a lot of real estate firm like yours to say, when you sell something, let us know. We're happy to finance. So look, end of the day, if you have a 
hotel company who owns a bank, there's no one understand better the hotel space, the banking than anyone else, because it makes it easier. When we get a loan, we could close 10 to 20 days from the day we get all the information because it's like, okay, DCR, everything is on performa based. Okay. The new buyer is going to come change it up and he's going to be fine. He's putting yeah. a lot of money on it. He's not buying to lose money on it. So it's like, we understand all the stories, right? Yeah. Cause you, you get it. You're in the space. You're kind of cheating, but it's also brilliant. I mean, you know, end of the day, you're kind of using your own knowledge, both side, banking and a hotel side. So it, it just get better for you. So can you can you start an insurance company too to fix the insurance problem? I wish I could, but that's just kind of a really uh, difficult space, I would say. I think last three, four years, I think the insurance world has just gone through roof with, you know, natural issues that we've gone through, now, you know, all the hurricanes, all the hail, even Texas. I think it's all global warming. When you look, Texas in December or January, we run in 30 degree temperature. And we have rain in December, January, which never heard of them for Texas to get to 30s, right? And, and you know, over February, it gets really cold. Like last year, we had a freeze in, you know, December. We get in 20s, 15, and like, okay, Texas would be the last state you would ever imagine that we would be in 20, 30 degree temperature. So, I think the global warming is really out there and people will still have to look at how are we protecting our environment and it's going to get tougher and tougher for insurance company it's not going to get any easier i think this is where the whole world has to get together it's just not one company's mission to say right. we're going to fix this uh all right so you start ahead there i'm thinking of 2024 and what's going to happen but it, it it's an election year so We've learned election years are total chaos. So what do you, what do you see? What do you see coming down the path? I mean, look, end of the day, the two candidates we have it we were like, really? We couldn't find anybody out of 350 million people in this country. EHNL is doing a fantastic job. And you know, we're we're all kind of saying we need to bring in better leader for our country, right? End of the day. Uh, what the two choices, we shouldn't be left with every year with those two choices that no one wants to say the same basis, right? Again, I'm I'm going to be jaded just for kicks, but remember, it's January of 24. Remember January of 2020? The world was great. Thanks. It, you know, the world it, was it great. Changed quickly is where it, I'm headed. Quickly. and uh, But look, we, I think everyone has seen a lot over last four years, right? We've gone through a lot yeah. and we all navigated all those challenges. And I think it, when you look back and say, we all have become a better human being. We've gone seeing it, what people lost and won and amount of issues that we had to deal with it. And now everybody's dealing with, oh, people are not coming to office. That was the last one that you would laugh at it. Like, really? You don't want to go to work at the office? You want to work from home? You know, that's the kind of silliest one that you kind of still scratch your head. Is like, Really, people don't want to go to work. Well, I I always tell there is a there is a feeling when you leave home, and I want to go to work. I'm excited when I leave home to go to work, and when I leave my work, I'm excited to go to home because my family is waiting for me. So it's a vice versa. You gotta have that feeling. But when you are home watching Netflix, I don't know what feeling you get at that point. I'm I'm sorry to say that, but but for me, it's like. Living in the morning, my team is excited to see me at the office. So I want to leave the home and really shift my mindset to be at the office. And 
when the time is to go home and I'm setting my mind to say, my family is at home waiting for me and I need to change, you know, the next segment of my life. That's why you've uh, been so successful, both work and home. So uh, kudos to you. Uh, thank you for doing this with me, sir. I appreciate it as always. Thank you. Um, I should ask your personal goals for uh, 24, but you might've answered them already. I, I think my goal are very simple. Uh, I think the first one is well being well-being. That's the first one. Just how do we figure out, you know, as you get age, you kind of say, am I taking care of myself better, right? Uh, you know, when your car gets old, you often take them to a shop and you kind of say, do I want to go to the shop that I don't, I don't want to see them? It's the white coat syndrome, right? So being well-being is the very most important part. And the second one comes to my mind is, the family time. There's not enough time you could give your family, regardless. My girl is uh, at college first year, my little boy is seventh grade. So it's like, how much time can I spend with them? There's not enough time. Like you have a dad who you spend more time at the conference and you all that, okay, how long we have that journey with them, right? So end of the day, those two are the most important item. We find a time to go to conference. We time a find to, time to go have a dinner with our friends. But being well-being and spending more time with your family, I, I just couldn't uh, say that I have spent more time, right? You spend more time, but you could always spend more time. And that's kind of the most important item. Rest of it would be a history map. You know, we'll buy more hotel, we'll sell, we'll build, we'll, we'll attend all four or five conference, attend all the brand conference. So we'll be all everywhere that we want. We don't need go for that. I think it just happened, right? We're programmed to say, we're going to go to the March Hunter Conference. We're going to meet everybody. So that programming hasn't changed in the last 20 years. So I don't think that's changing. So so what are we changing from our resolution is probably say, okay, I'm going to be there with my spouse. I'm going to be there for my kids more and my dad and mom, whatever you have it back home. So I think that's where people need to start thinking. And that's what I've been more focused on. Uh, you're a wise man. That's, that's why you're you. So good words for all of us to live by. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Uh, I will see you at Alice. I'll see you at the Hunter Conference in March. Yep, definitely. Thank you. Uh, and let's do this again. Can't wait for number three. Thank you. All right. Thanks, brother. Bye.